what's going on, hockey fans? And welcome to episode number 78 of Marty's Illegal Stick, recording here on Friday, May 20th, 2022. We don't normally record on Friday, but this is a special edition, guys, because we recorded Tuesday night with episode 77. We did our pregame primer for the Utica Comets game four against the Rochester Americans, which worked out really well. Not that game. You know, you, you screwed it up. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, it worked out well for, the for that game. That's what I'm talking about. That game, it worked out well. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't get. We got so wrapped up into that, and by the time we were done, it was it was game time. Yeah. So we didn't get to talk about everything else that's going on in the hockey world because there's a ton going on right now. Uh, namely, the NHL playoffs are in full swing. So what we're going to do this episode, we're going to cover everything else, and then we'll talk about the comments at the end because I want to save that for the end. Okay. Okay, good. All right, so in the meantime, I'm going to bring in our panel here for this uh, power hour, shall we say, because, uh, well, Dave and I are supposed to be doing date night tonight with our wives. and uh, Not with ourselves. No, 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 yeah. our wives, yeah. our wives. And, uh, boy, were we reminded, you guys were supposed to, uh, well, okay, yeah, yeah. just give us an hour. That's all we want is an hour. Anyways, I just mentioned them. Our producer, our sidekick, Dave the Save Warner. What's going on? Good afternoon. Good evening, yeah, yeah, evening, whatever the heck we're at, yeah, something yeah. like that. Just, I, just made it into the evening. Yeah, so how you been? Oh, I'm not going to talk about it till the end. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and coming to us live via satellite from Annapolis, Maryland, he is the one, the only, the guy who seems to like coming on this show a lot. I hope he comes on a lot more, Mister Drew Bray. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Glad to be here. Love to be here. Love to talk hockey. You know how I do. You know what? You came to the right place because that's what we do here. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I feel bad for your comments, but. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. But. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, and I'm a Kings fan, so this has been a, re a really but bad the week. Is, the National League is bananas. It is. It's absolutely insane right now. Yeah. You know, and that's great to watch. And that's why we had to do this the show this week. We had to because there's yeah. just so much going on, and we didn't want to not cover it. You too, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if we'd have waited till next week, everything's already old news. Yep. You know, so we only want to be like day behind news, not completely old news, right? So, <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, kudos to you because like you're gonna have to fill the whole summer. Uh, well, you know what? Now got, it's going great. I got a plan for that. Don't worry about it. I got a plan. <laughs> okay. We'll see how it works right. out, but <laughs> it went well last summer. It did. We had plenty to talk about. It did. Well, it's yeah. like I told you, you know, yeah. this summer, I, I, you know, the, the plan is to like dive into like hockey history a little bit. Yeah. I want to get some authors of hockey books on to talk about different various topics. So it's going to be a fun summer. Yeah. But it anyways, right now we got a fun spring going on, mm. you know, and right now the NHL is in the second round of their playoffs. But before we get into that second round, we did a show a few weeks back about the first round where Dave the Save and I made our picks. And now that that first round is over, we can just briefly recap that. So you ready for this? I'm, I'm ready. All right. I don't think I did so badly. You know what? Minnesota, I have to say. Minnesota is where I died. I have to say you didn't. Yeah. I'm, you know what? It's like I was telling somebody the other day. I says, you know, when Dave started with this show, he knew nothing about hockey. But the guy's been like a hockey sponge, just taking in all this knowledge. This is like Star Wars, right? Hockey sponge. He has become like a hockey Jedi now. It's you know, Luke Dave Walker over here. Yeah, you know? But I did, I did learn something actually. You did. You just, you know, I always sit here wondering how sports guys 
know all this information in their head. And I think I mentioned it last show. How you, if I asked you, you know, who played goalie for the Rangers in 1940, you'd whip a name out. And, it, and it's like, okay, oh, I don't Barkley. even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. Okay, you caught that too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like, but watching you actually associate with the players and the names and the positions, and it makes it easier mm-hmm. to, you know, when you guys sit here and you say Nico Dawes in the goal, it doesn't connect until you're watching him sure. play the goal. And then you're like, okay, I know that guy. And you connect, you know, shots that he blocks or doesn't or whatever, what happens. And so that visual is in your head. Absolutely. I think that helps a lot. Oh, it does. So you guys watching hockey all the time. Absolutely. Uh, is important to that knowledge base. Well, you wait till next yeah, season. And, and, and when you hear someone's name and you hear like, uh, if you say Nico Dawes and then, and then you say like, well, he's an aggressive goalie and he pushes out from the crease and he's attacking the shooter or he's a side to side guy. Right. Right. Like it, it's way easy to identify him just by how he moves and makes saves. Yeah. And well, the more you watch, like the more you kind of ingest that, right? Like you don't think about it when you're watching him. No, like oh, no. I, I don't know which him. one he is, but it's if I were out, to right? remember watching him, I'd say aggressive. I, right. I've yeah. seen him pushing guys, you know, just parking there and getting them out of the way. You know, so. I'll tell you what. Speaking of aggressive, one day we're going to sit down on YouTube. I'm going to show you some videos of Billy Smith and Ron Hextall. You want to talk about aggressive oh. goalies? Oh wow, we'll have some fun with that. Okay, all right, that's good stuff. <laughs> But, you know, that first round, like I said, you weren't too bad. You know, so the for the Florida-Washington series, we both picked Florida. Sorry, Drew, but it was what it was. The Toronto-Tampa Bay well, series, we had a little bit of— It should have been 4-1 Washington. Well, you know what? I, but it's like I said in that show, I knew Washington was not going to be an easy out for the Panthers. There was no way. No way it was happening. And the Panthers showed some grit that I did not expect. Yeah, yeah. And that, what you was know, that game— coming back. What was that game five where they just had like that five minute explosion for like three or four goals. And that was the difference right there. I mean, and and the caps are up three, three Oh, at that point. Yeah. Three nothing. So I mean, kudos. It is what it is. But I mean, I mean, you knew Florida was going to be a buzzsaw coming in, but like I said, the caps were not going to roll over for them by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, The Toronto Tampa Bay series. We had a little bit of a difference of opinion. You went with the Leafs. I went with the, the lightning. And the, just as a recap, the reason I said the Lightning in seven, and we both picked seven games. Yeah. Because I said, who would you rather have in goal for game seven? Would you rather have Andre Vasilevsky or Jack Campbell? And as great of a guy as Jack Campbell is, you got to go with Vasilevsky, right? And that's basically what happened, really. But anyways, and that's that wasn't me being intelligent. That was me just making a, a, a spitball guess. Well, no, you had all the <laughs> stats in front of you. Well. That's what you were going off of. Well, it was just like you cheated breakaway trivia with your phone. But anyways, <laughs> I haven't touched my phone. <laughs> no, but it, you know, Scott, it's like we talked about. It's like if you want to be the man, you gotta, you gotta be beat the man. Woo! And right, <laughs> balls out. And, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry. The, the Leafs had the weapons, but didn't have the defense. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, huge. That's going to be a very interesting offseason in Toronto too. Yeah. Oh, geez. Although they said that their coaching staff staying, coaches are staying, the general manager staying. Yeah. So that means players are going. There's no doubt. Somebody's moving. Yep. Not a doubt. 
and I think that Campbell's off his entry deal. Oh yeah, he's been off his entry deal for a while. So yeah, he's and now gone. he's hitting unrestricted. So yeah. So that's it's going to be very interesting to see what happens up there. Not to mention they're right up against the cap anyway. But so I got a feeling one of those big dollar uh, contracts is going bye bye. Yep. So we both misfired on Carolina and Boston. We both thought that the Bruins were going to upset the Hurricanes. They tried. They got it to Game Seven. They got yeah. They got close. They got it there, but to no avail. Uh, Carolina was just too much for him in the end. Enough said. The Pittsburgh Rangers series. We both went with the Rangers, but boy, was that closer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, but you no, but know, I... like we talked about last pod, was if Crosby doesn't play, it's a different series. Yeah, and he didn't play only one game. It was Game Six, and I, but I also question his ability in Game Seven, right? Because of missing Game Six, right? And now, what's going on in Pittsburgh? Like, mm. they're going to lowball Malkin? Yeah, but here's the thing, right? So you got Malkin, you got Latang, and Brian Rust all need new yeah. contracts. Chances of them fitting all three in aren't very good. Not good. So if and you're going to pick one of those guys to let walk, who do you let walk? I don't know. But Sid's not happy with lowballing any of them. Especially yeah. Latang and Malkin. Which... So, that's that's the chemistry is interesting aside from the money yeah it is so i mean you know people will pay for latang or malkin especially latang oh absolutely like a defensive not just shutdown guy but also puck mover yep man he can go a lot of places rumors are hot and heavy for him going to montreal yeah it's gonna be good he's from montreal so really yep same thing with bergeron yeah. You imagine that one? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, if they have the cash. Yeah. Well, Montreal apparently is going to have all kinds of cap space. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I, that's going to be extremely interesting to see how that whole thing shakes out. By the way, I want to ask you something. That game seven, Rangers and Pittsburgh, Louis Domingue didn't play bad in that series no. coming in in relief. Do you think in retrospect – they should have started Domingue instead of bringing in a, a cold Tristan Jari who hadn't played in, what, six yes. games? We talked about this. Yeah. And I said, do you bring in Jari and say, like, now he's healthy and replace Domingue? Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I, I thought Domingue played exceptional. And For you know, the, the circumstance he was handed? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also, like, when you're playing goal, it is very much, like, chemistry driven like sure it is in there, you're feeling it you're part of the game and like to pull you out and then put in this guy who is i mean on paper a better goalie 100 mm-hmm. but how do you pull a guy that's winning for you right it's all rhythm very tough like yeah 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 i don't know yeah i if i'm pittsburgh's front office i'm like yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah it's yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in that position because really, that, I mean, think about it this way, right? If the Penguins lose Game Seven with Domingue in that, uh-huh. then it's all going to be well. You should you had Jari available, why didn't you put him in? Right, right. Uh, and so, Jari, 
Louis Domingue wasn't even your regular backup in the regular season. Right. He was in the ATL, so I mean, it's right. damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. But he was playing great. Yeah, he was playing exceptional hockey. I don't envy like, Coach Sullivan having to make that decision yeah. at all. But it is what it is, and the Rangers move on. Let's flip over to the Western Conference there, Dave the Save. So we both called Colorado steamrolling Nashville. I think that was probably the safest bet of the first round. <laughs> to be perfectly it, honest with you. Looks safe now. <laughs> you know, I think that was uh that was almost a given. Even though uh interesting to note, and I think we talked about this at the end of that swell, it was a sweep. Uh, game four was in Nashville. Philip Forsberg, pending free agent Philip Forsberg, took an extra long time saying goodbye to the fans. So the fact that they couldn't get that extension done during the season tells me he's going to go to the market and somebody is going to back up the Brinks truck to pay this guy. And you know, we'll have another we'll have another show about this later on down the road as soon as we get closer to free agent frenzy, but I'm just going to put this out there right now. Watch out for New Jersey and LA loading up to try to to get him. Somebody's going well, well, to somebody's going to overpay, but I mean, he's probably the best pure scorer that's going to be available yeah. on the market. Oh, yeah. So, and he's going to demand that kind of money. So, if you have that kind of cap space. Totally agree. Like, yeah. You do what you, you have, have to, to do. Yep. You absolutely do what you have to do. The other series was Minnesota and St. Louis. So, we had a little split on that one. Dave the Save went, uh, went the route of the wild and... I was going to, if you recall, but I changed you my were. mind that day when yeah. I looked at the stats. Because you looked at the stats. And I went to St. Well, I gave you the chance. Listen, there was no hiding anything I from you. I listened. There was no hi- I laid it all out. Other than that, you had a whole day to think about it. <laughs> well, put me on the spot. Yeah, but you know what? That, that way I could have overthought it, though, too. <laughs> True. You imagine that me overthinking? Not a bit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, St. Louis is, uh, well, experience really won that series out. Yep. And uh, Jordan Bennington and- channeling his inner 2019. Really, because if you recall, yeah, Billy Huso was the starter going into that. Yeah, and you know I was a Minnesota guy, like with Kasparov, like just the way that he's he was playing. Yeah. But I mean, I definitely underestimated St. Louis's playoff experience. Yeah. And the way that those guys are playing right now, like they know how to win in the postseason. Sure they do. But you like, know what? It's that... not all of them. But you forget that they won a cup. Right. You know, right. just two years ago, like those guys know how to grind. Exactly. They know how to do it. And you can't be fancy. Nope. Not in the playoffs. I want to adopt these kids. It's not. These guys know how to win. And uh, I definitely counted them out way too early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, let's put it this way. They were up and down for three quarters of the season. So it's not hard mm-hmm. to do. They just turned it on at the right time, really. Yeah. The other series, let's see, Calgary and Dallas was a series that was much closer than I thought it was going to be. It appears thanks to Jake Ottinger, the uh, Dallas goaltender, who was just oh my bananas God. in that series. Can we talk about him? Sure. Like, this dude is going to be a superstar in this league for a long time. Yep. 64 shots? Yeah, exactly. This dude is amazing. Like, when the other team's goaltender says to you in the handshake line, you're going to have a long career in this league, that kid is bananas in the net. Yep, like, exactly. He is just, I mean, whew, I was blown away. Like like I said, like I've told you this before, like 
I'm not watching that game in the middle of the season. I'm just not. I don't care. Right, right. But in the playoffs, that kid is ridiculous. And yeah. he's going to have a very, very long and he's going to win a cup. So oh, yeah. Well, it, yeah, but I mean, they're also going to have to get him a better sporting staff. Well, it, but, it might not be Dallas. You know, <laughs> uh, he's still in his RFA year, so he's going to be stuck there for a little while yeah. anyways. But yep. uh, but no, he, he was the reason that went seven and why it was 100%. even as close as it yep. was. And so, oh, and by the way, like I said, Dave and I both picked Calgary. And then the last one. I did. I, I picked Calgary too. Oh, who wouldn't? But Right, but I mean, he but he kept them in it. Like that should not have been a seven-game series. No, there's no way. There's no way. And then, of course, the last series, I got to get this out of the way. The uh, the Oilers and the Kings. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it was awful. It was brutal. Uh, the Kings basically got Connor McDavid is basically what happened. Uh, Connor McDavid pretty much just took over that entire series. Of course, the Kings were up three games to two, and then uh, they lost in seven. Uh, you know, like I said, Connor McDavid just completely lights out. And just the guy is a human video game. He, he really is. Just unbelievable. But uh, I will say that, you know, it, it stinks to watch your team lose, and everybody knows I'm an unabashed LA Kings fan. But I'm actually pretty proud that they made it a seven-game series without Drew Doughty or Victor Arvidsson for the whole series. So they hung in there. It just, they didn't have enough in the end. I mean, that was, you know, there was just too much. Too much Edmonton. So yeah. that's that's exactly what happened, and, yeah, I mean, and that's it. Yeah, it's a revolver. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Poison. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a buzzsaw. It is. So so that means we have our great eight, so to speak, left. So before we dive into the current second round, I just want to point something out. There are a lot of people out there that think that the NHL should go back to the one through eight conference seedings. Okay, so your number one seed in the West plays your number eight seed. Number one seed in the East plays your number eight seed. And it, you know, two, seven, three, blah, blah, blah. What do you think about that, Drew? Well, it's not that I think that that's a bad approach except that it's the reseeding after each round that yeah interesting <clears throat> yeah right? it is so yeah initially that seems fine but then if you're the eight seed and you not, like let's say the caps beat the panthers right like do the caps now have the one seed path no or do they have to so they play the number two seed after each round, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the current format feels pretty okay to me. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't either. Doesn't I really don't. Me. I don't. I mean, but... it's merit based on the regular season, which kind of sucks because you could be in a hot division, right? Right, where you're playing behind Florida, who's putting up 116, 120 points. That's yeah, that's the Atlantic this year was just right. bananas. And so, like, if you put up 112 and they put up 116 and you're the second seed, like, you're not a division winner. So now you're relegated, yeah, to the wild card. And yeah, it gets weird. I mean, it, I, I, I think that the playoff format now is, is pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. I don't. You know what the thing is? is like I've always liked having division rivalries in the first round. 
I've always been a big fan of that just because it just it brings so much excitement to the table, right? And that that extra little bit of hatred in the series, you know, and it's, it's almost yeah, to I me mean, it's like the way hockey year, was meant though. to be. But let's look at this year. Like you got the Battle of Alberta yeah, in the second you got round. Two Florida teams going at it. Exactly. Like I I I I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, it worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. You know? I mean, my team's out, but like I'm I'm really loving this. Right. Right. Exactly. But you know, I did a little research again. Look, Dave just rolled his eyes. I, I thought his eyes were going to bounce off the ceiling. He rolled them so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I just did a little quick research thing here just to see what the playoffs would have looked like if it was 1 through 8. The Eastern Conference would have been exactly the same. Yeah. Wow. Exactly the same. It would have been, or no, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I'm wrong about that. It would have been the Panthers and the Capitals. It would have been one, you know, one playing eight. The Hurricanes would have played the Penguins. Kind of interesting. The Leafs and the Bruins, <laughs> which, you know what? Thank God, because I'm actually kind of sick of that matchup, to be honest with Original you. Original six? I know, but I mean, it, it was every year for like four years straight. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, the, the Rangers would have played the Lightning. Ooh. That would have been a fun series. Yeah. What does the Gump say about the Rangers? He's got to be loving it. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? Here, here's the thing about the Gump, right? <laughs> you should have heard him when they were down. <laughs> I, oh, oh, yeah. You were here, right? You were here for that. The thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they stink. That's it. They're not passing. They're not hitting. You know, now, again, they're the greatest team in the world. Yeah. I said, oh, but a week ago, they were terrible. You were ready to send them to the ECHL. I said, okay. I said, whatever, Gump. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But, I mean, in the Western Conference would have been Colorado and Nashville. So, that's what I meant. The, the, the one and eights wouldn't have changed. Yeah. Uh, the other ones would have been Minnesota and Dallas, which had been kind of interesting. You know, the the old North Stars versus the oh, new Stars. Right. Yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah. Been- <clears throat> Flames and Kings. That would have been a pretty good matchup. And it would have been the Blues and the Oilers. Imagine that mm. one in the first round. But we've got what we've got. That's all speculation and all hearsay. Let's deal with the here and now. So what do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about the Eastern Conference? Sure. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, the Battle of Florida. The Panthers and the Lightning. Now, you know what? This was one that I was actually clamoring for because I really think that hockey in the state of Florida needs that. They need that big rivalry between the Panthers and the Lightning. And... You know, somebody's got to knock the lightning off their throne, right? It's got to happen. So who better than their in-state rival, right? You know, especially the team that put together this buzzsaw of a team all year long, won the president's trophy, which everybody knows is the kiss of death. But, <laughs> you know, you figured this year was the year that that was going to change. And I, I mean, I put my, my picks on Facebook, by the way. And I was, I saw. somebody pointed out that I was obsessed with the number six. And I guess they were right. But I'm looking you at know, all these, these matches. team series all day. <clears throat> But you know what, though? These matchups are so close, you can't possibly predict a sweep. Yeah, but you have to go seven on some of them. Like, well, I mean, I couldn't decide which one, though. The thing with the Lightning and Panthers that, so watching this series so far is so different from the way that the Caps played the Panthers. Like, the Lightning is playing right into their wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, they're willing to, to, to make it a race. Up and down the ice, make it happen. I mean, if you have Veselovsky in the net, like, it makes a big yeah. difference, right? He stands up, like, this dude on his knees covers three quarters of the net. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, 
but seeing that seeing the lightning win i think it's going to be closer than people think i would say probably lightning in seven um Hell. they're just too much too physical I, and and maybe the panthers will prove me wrong like they did in the first round like they get gritty although i'm i'm watching their power play and like are we really putting bark off on the point yeah like, but that's, that's nuts. But that's the thing. Like you put your best score close to the net. I know. It doesn't matter. I know. I, yeah, I can't. Well, which is probably why that they were over 25. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> right. You can't be that. You can't. You cannot be that kind of scoring team and not score on the power play. I know. How does that happen? How? I mean, that be, after what? That's beyond bad luck. You know, you you gotta is, you gotta make some adjustments. Play. It is systems. It is, you are not doing it right because you have the weapons to put the puck in the net. Sure. And then you watch the lightning and it is precision. It is. They're like a machine. Like, did you see Kucherov's pass the other night? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Into an empty net? Yeah. Like, I think that, I think that the Panthers have the talent, but I don't think that their systems are there and you know what i'll die on that cross because no. they beat my team and they just continue to do it i know but you know they of course now they lost both of those games at home i know so now they got to go to tampa yeah, florida like they got to go to tampa at home but tampa is like, a hard place to play though yeah they're that that town's gone hockey crazy <laughs> They love the lightning there. Of course, it's not hard when your team's winning the Stanley Cup year after year. I mean, imagine that, right? I mean, I was there was what somebody said something. It was on, I think it was on Twitter the other day or something like that. So for Game Two, there were still tickets available on Game Day in Florida for Game Two, starting at fifty bucks. Wow, that how does that happen in an NHL city in the second round of the playoffs when your team is favored to win and they're down, they're down by a game? Yeah. You know, well, you know the the fact that there's sunshine all the time and beautiful beaches and women and yeah, but I, you, I don't know how that could happen. You know why that could happen? Because if you're there all the time, you would get used to it, right? No, it would just be like if you were. <laughs> yeah, it would because if no. if you were given steak every night for dinner, say it was your favorite food, steak, every right. night after like a week or two, you'd be like, you know what? I think I want something else, right? Take more than a week. Or <laughs> all right, if you could, or if Look. you could have steak or go see a pro hockey game. You might be like, well, I've had steak for the last 10 nights. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Drew, I'm, I'm going to show up. At these modern arenas, you can get a steak anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah. So what's the point, right? Although I have to say that at Oriole Park today, we had horrible food. Really? Yeah. It was catered in our suite, and it was horrible. Really? It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, I saw a, a decent baseball game that the Yanks lost in – spectacular fashion on a walk-off grand slam okay. yeah but the food was bad yeah so <laughs> you know you might want to have the steak then go to the game yeah <laughs> well i thought you'd be loading up on crab cake there being in baltimore well there were crab cakes there but they were horrible they were bad. <laughs> you're afraid to eat them 
Yeah. Well, the fact that they moved on the plate. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, this little claw comes out of it. Yeah, Oop, a little know, undercooked. When the Caps were in the Southeast Division, right, and the Panthers were part of that Southeast Division, like there were nights that we would that we would watch games, and that far side, which is the TV side of the of the crowd, was half full, maybe. And I mean, Honestly, they had so many years when they were terrible, right? Yeah. And now, obviously, Presidents Trophy winners, like those guys, can play. But are you pulling? Uh, who do you like? Who's your fan base? Like you're Miami, yeah. But you're not pulling in Lightning fans at all because the Lightning have won two cups in a row, right? Like they're not rooting for the Panthers, right? And you know, I don't know how much of a home home ice advantage it is for them. I mean, they're filling it up now, obviously, but yeah, after a little bit of a struggle. I mean, I wonder if if the Heat doing as well as they are, the Miami Heat from the NBA. Yeah. Doing as well as they are isn't is hurting them as well. Yeah. Because sure. you still have competition for that entertainment dollar, right? Yep. I mean, uh-huh. obviously the Marlins aren't going to be a competition for that, but the not, Miami Heat sure as heck are. This early in the season. No. Like if they were if they were on a playoff run, like right. right. But you have sports fans there and yeah. I yeah. It, it's it's really an interesting dynamic in South Florida. Yeah, because I'm, I mean, but I love the Battle of Florida. Like yeah. it's great. Like if this rivalry can become something that is significant, and whether it's playoffs or regular season, that the Panthers say, "All right, the Lightning's coming to town. Let's do it." Right? Yeah. We're going to win the state. Yeah, and well. I, I'm I'm just not seeing that yet. Well, and you know, everybody's, you know, it's it's well known. A rivalry isn't a rivalry until both sides have won something, right? It can't well, be one sided all the time. I've always stayed that I've always <laughs> said that about the Yanks and Red Sox. Oh yeah, man. well thanks. Yeah, that was that was you in two thousand four, wasn't it? That was you. Right. One year. <laughs> Way to go, one. Drew. Right. <laughs> so so you're right. Yeah. It's not a rivalry until yeah, it's close. <laughs> And, and I mean, I I felt the same thing about the the Caps and Pens. Yeah, right. True. I mean, we as Caps fans, we felt that it was a rivalry until we beat them. Sure, sure. Right, and because they always won. Right. And so, like, it wasn't really a rivalry for them. And I mean, the league loved it because you had Sid Novi. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but I think that this Florida, the Battle of Florida, could grow into something. And it's it's been fun to watch so far. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, except that Tampa's just letting Florida play their game. I mean, they're winning. Tampa's winning, which is fine. Right. But I just feel like they're letting Tampa skate the puck into the zone the way they like, move it, ticky tacky, <laughs> <laughs> snap it, and yeah. I mean, I think that that's dangerous territory for. For the lightning, I really do. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's true. I mean, well, the lightning pretty much dominated game one. Game two oh, was a, was a lot closer, a lot closer, and sometimes you just don't get the bounces, right? Yeah. But with that said, you know, like I said, you're the favorite, and now you got to go on the road down two games. So we're gonna find out what the Panthers are made of. Exactly. And I think this next game is gonna be a great watch. 
I think so. And it and I think it goes without saying that it's I know it's game three, but if the, the Panthers go down three to nothing to the lightning, it's over. It's over. Yep. <laughs> Call it. Yeah. <laughs> so can they do it though? Can they win game three? What do you think? Um, in the hostile um, environment of the MLA arena in Tampa Bay. It's so hard to predict because, you know, I remember this uh, axiom that Gretzky said when the Islanders won the cup way back when. And he opened the door to the Islanders locker room. Yes. And those guys yeah. were not celebrating. Nope. They were, they were beat up. Ice packs. Yeah. Growing up. Right. And at that point, Gretz knew that's what it takes to win. Yep. And I think that the Lightning know what it takes to win. Right. And so right. even if they give up the, the game to Florida in the first game, yeah, I think that they don't go back to Florida. Yeah. Like, well, it's over. I think the I think the Panthers are going to pull it out in game three, game four, who knows. But I, I think – I'm going to go out on a limb because, listen, I picked Florida in you six. You definitely on a limb. I'm going out on a limb and saying they're going to win game three. They're going to make this a series. I hope so. <laughs> Moving right along, Carolina and the Rangers. So, of course, there's a lot of vested local interest in this one because there's a, a, lot of, a lot of Ranger fans where we live. Anyways, Dave and I are. Uh, you know, it looked like the Rangers were going were gonna to win game one. They were playing fantastic hockey until the third period. Uh, they were only up one to nothing. And the thing about being up one to nothing, it's especially against a team like Carolina, after a while, the levy is going to break. You know, that's one of those cases where you really, really, really need that insurance goal. So obviously, Sebastian Ajo tied it up and they won it in overtime. Um, <laughs> I can tell you right now that there are a lot of people around here that don't think Capocacco was worth the number two overall pick after he missed a wide open net that could have put the Rangers up by, by two. But, you know, here's the thing. I, I still think this is going to be a tightly contested series. Interestingly enough, though, the Panthers, or I'm sorry, the, the Hurricanes have pretty much owned the Rangers over the past couple of years. Uh, the, yeah, in the regular season, 100%. Yeah. But what I will say is that Watching that game last night, the Rangers definitely controlled the pace of play and they dictated the game the entire way. And this is like, and again, please put in parentheses, I'm a Caps fan. So <laughs> I just saw this thing the other day. Sidebar. That the Caps have been in 17 overtime games in the playoffs in the last, I don't know, what is five years or whatever. I mean, and guess what? If you had Ian Cole winning that game on your scorecard, yeah, like congratulations, right? Because no one thought that. I mean, that's that is one of the issues with overtime. I thought that the Rangers dominated play; they dictated the pace of play, and Carolina was hanging on. And you're right; in the third period, Carolina really came like hard at the Rangers, but. I, I actually think the Rangers are better than they're giving credit for at this point. And I th think that they still win this series. Wow. Like I, okay. Well, that's, it's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I, you know, I'll give it to Carolina for the one game, but like, guess what? If you're relying on Ian Cole to win you a game, yeah, 
like the Rangers lineup is superstar and Shishurkin in the net. Like, I mean, you saw that goal. It was soft. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't because of Shishurkin. It was just traffic and floppy. You know, and like I still think hot. something tipped that on the way in. I, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I and, think and so. I don't think that was acknowledged, but uh, and Shishurkin was clearly frustrated. Yeah, with that goal going in, and it didn't have anything to do with his ability. I mean, I, I think that the Rangers win this series, and it may go seven. But I just think that they, the way that they played last night, they controlled the pace of play. And Carolina was trying to get their game going, and the Rangers had it. The Rangers had it. And that's what I hate about overtime is it's one weird bounce. It's one hits the stick, hits the shaft of the stick and bounces in, and, and you lose one. But, yeah, I think the Rangers win. Yeah. I'll tell you one player that, that... – really stood out, and I don't think he gets talked about enough, to be honest with you, is uh, Sebastian Ajo, number one center for the, the Hurricanes. He yeah. is, he, you know what, to me, he's basically almost a carbon copy of Alexander Barkov down in Florida. Just a solid 200-foot yeah. player. will get you that goal when you need it. will get you that point when you need it. will make that play when you need it. Uh, you know, and that's the thing, right? It's a superstar-driven league. So, you know, sometimes it's not always the the – you know, the flashy guys that are going to get the recognition. But I think overall, that, that guy is the, the Hurricanes, I think, anyway. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. But I'll put it, so interestingly enough, today, or this week, uh, Alexander Semen. Uh, wow, there's a blast in the past. Yep, he acknowledged, he <coughs> announced his retirement from hockey, and he's been playing in the KHL. But imagine you're he's Alex still in playing, yeah, wow. in the KHL, yeah. Oh my god, imagine that you start with the caps at the same time that Alex Ovechkin starts, right? Yeah, and I mean, not to bring up Coach's Corner or Don Cherry or whatever his xenophobic views are, <laughs> but there is a there is a stereotype for European players and. Imagine you come in and you're playing next to Ovi, who is, does not fit that mold at all. Yeah. He crushes people. He hits people. He plays physically. And Semen had the skills. I mean, dude had a ridiculous wrist shot, right? And so I compare Semen to Barkoff and uh, Ajo. Wow. Okay. Right? Not a f- Those guys do not play a full game. They are incredible scorers. It's very one-sided. Like, they're not hitting anyone, right? No. They're not They're not playing on the kill, on the penalty kill. Like, they're just not. Well, Barkov is. I, I, Barkov is playing on the kill? Yeah, he's, he had like three, oh, three straight yeah, goals this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. That's why I drafted um, him in the, in the fantasy league. Kidding me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but what I'm saying is that, like, they fit. I, th- I think that Ajo and Barkov fit into that traditional, stereotypical Euro player. Wow. Okay. And uh, it's it's not a detriment. But no, you can, no. You can, you can manage around that for sure, right? Because those guys can fill it up. Like, yeah. they can play. And, I, I mean, I, I, I've drafted Ajo in fantasy leagues. Like, 
the guy can play. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I just don't think that, I mean, he may be a difference maker in this series, but I just don't see it. Like you have really? Jad, like you have these dudes on the other side of the, on the other side of the line that can fill it up and shut him down. I know, but that Carolina four check is ridiculous. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's for sure. Well, yeah, let's just, gonna be let's just safe to say got, that I, you're going I'll, with the Rangers. I'll, I'll I'm the going Rangers. with the Canes. All right. 100%. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. I and I, I'm staying with the Rangers. You're going to stay with the Rangers. Yep, yep. Okay. By the way, I'm we never you, did dude. get your pick for the uh, Florida Tampa Bay series. Uh, I'm going to stay with the Lightning. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll I'll get I'll, I'll listen to this later on and I'll write all this yeah, down. All right. So we can see who was right next show. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the Western Conference. So let's talk about St. Louis and Colorado. So going wow. in now, there is a lot of people that had Colorado just steamrolling their way through the Western Conference to the finals. This guy right over here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Same. <laughs> but they drew the St. Louis Blues in the second round. Now, I said all along for these playoffs, the St. Louis Blues remind me of the Washington Capitals for the same reasons. You still have veterans from a recent Stanley Cup winning team. That's right. The Blues play that heavy defensive four-check game, which doesn't always translate to regular season success, but it's wonderful for the playoffs. Yep. Now, they game one. Down in the corner, grind it out. Exactly. 1-3-1 one, one through the neutral zone, and yeah. I, I And how do you slow been, down a speed demon team like Colorado? That's yep. exactly what you do, right? 100%. So game one went to overtime. Colorado ended up winning in overtime, right? Yeah. Everybody's going, whoa. Well, maybe it was just a game one fluke, right? Game two rolls around, and St. Louis pretty much dominated that game. 4-1? They didn't. Colorado wow. didn't have an answer. They nope. had no answer. Because the thing with Colorado is, and of course, sometimes Colorado is one of those teams, sometimes you got to take a chance against, right? You yeah. have to be able to slow them down. And a lot of times, to be honest with you, I've seen hockey teams do this over and over again, where they t play a team like a Colorado or an Edmonton, and they think, geez, we don't want to get burned, so we're just going to kind of lay back in this defensive shell and do everything you can. Well, sometimes the best defense is a good offense. And if you can yeah, keep them hemmed in and don't let them get going... Yep. That's the key right there, which is exactly what St. Louis did. And yep. on top of it all, it appears Jordan Bennington is challenging his inner 2019. After having a, a nightmarish regular season where he basically lost a starting job to uh, uh, Billy Husso. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, he's taken over. He's taken back over in the net. And now he's looking like the superstar goaltender they thought he was going to be. Totally. And that gives St. Louis the freedom to be okay with chipping the puck out of the zone past the D and taking a chance. Yeah. Like, like pinching in, like taking Makar out of it. Like, exactly. I, I, like I said, I think Colorado is amazing. I think that their team is incredible. They're fast. They move the puck well. But I think that much like the Caps, shutting down a fast team, like, there are ways to do that. And I think that, I mean, I was blown away with that 4-1 score last night. I yeah. was like, wow. That is that is a veteran team that has incredible playoff experience. Bingo. And, right. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be a cakewalk. 
No. For Colorado. I, I do still think that Colorado wins the series. I do, too. It's not going to be easy. No, and it's actually. It's going to be a sweep like it was in Nashville. No, no, not at all. And I'll tell you what, I think maybe if there was a series that's going to go seven, I might have been wrong on my sixes prediction here. <laughs> six, right? Six, six, I, I don't know if I can, if I can fudge that on Facebook. I don't know if there's a way to do yeah, that. Yeah, where you, you just edit your post and put a seven there. Yeah, but that's I, I, I want to make it look like I actually tried to, oh, almost like almost like a fake license. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chalk your license when you're. You know, if there's going to be one. Chalk your license. Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> listen, I just want to relive the days of my youth. Like <laughs> you know, that's but right, if, they scan those things now. Look <laughs> all the thought out of it. It's a barcode. <laughs> yeah. But if there was going to be one upset, this would be the one. You're going to St. Louis. No, I I want to stay with Colorado, but ah. if it, no. But if you were to pick, oh my God, this would be the one. I would say so. Yeah, I would say so for sure. I mean, I would say. I mean, I I guess if I had to pick, like, what's the upset? I mean, I guess Tampa's lower rated than Florida. Yeah, you're I, right. But but how do you I how mean, does the would, Stanley Cup champion that advancing? That would probably be my upset pick. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly by the numbers. Yeah, it, it's definitely an upset. But man. It, it sounds so weird, doesn't it? Yeah, the defending Stanley Cup champions upset the Florida Panthers. Right. It just it doesn't yeah, roll off the, the tongue for some reason. I don't know. Well, I, I I thought that Colorado would actually roll way more over St. Louis, and I definitely <sighs> underestimated the Blues because of the playoff experience and just like we they know how to win in the playoffs. Right. It's going to be a tough out, but I think that Colorado still does it. I mean, the yeah. skill level and the speed. Like, I, I think so. I just think in the end, there's too many weapons. Yeah, but that's a great series to watch. Oh, it is. Like, it's awesome. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. But again, like I said, that, that series to me was the, the Western Conference version of the Panthers and the Capitals. Yep. yep. It, it, exactly almost right. down to the T, right? Veteran shutting down club <clears throat> against upstart with speed. Exactly. But we're all going yep. Colorado. So we got one more series to talk about. Then we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we got a few odds and ends to tie up. So the Battle of Alberta. We'll save that one. That's the last one. <laughs> it's uh, the Oilers against the Flames. Honestly, I, I knew there would be some goals scored. Uh, game one, <laughs> uh, 15 combined goals. Calgary wins 9-6. to six. Uh, You know what? When going into this series... When I was saying about the the LA Edmonton series was well the Mike Pump, the Mike Smith pumpkin has to show back up again at some point right, and that's exactly what happened in Game One of Calgary is the Flames ran him out of the building, and then Miko Koskinen came in and got got the same treatment. Uh, yeah. However, with the Oilers, you can never count them out because Connor McDavid once goes and gets four points. Uh, Drysaddle looks to be over the injury that was bothering him against LA, but again nine to six. In the playoffs, you cannot expect. I mean, if you if you're in the playoffs and you put six goals on the board and you lose, you lose. That's a problem. That's a big problem, and this this can't continue to go on. It, it can't because Calgary is completely healthy for starters. Two, their coach Daryl Sutter knows a little thing or two about defense. It didn't show in game one. It did not show in game one. But I'll tell you what. Do you really want to go up against somebody like Daryl Sutter in the playoffs, knowing what he knows? Absolutely not. No, but but what I'll tell you about the Mike Smith pumpkin is that if you watch the beginning of that game, like those are not soft goals that he was giving up. He was he, being shelled up close 
with snipes. Like, he had as many big saves as he let in goals. Like, I think that him getting yanked is not a reflection of his goaltending at all. Well, you know, we're going to find that out. It's a reflection of the defense. <laughs> well, Could that's... Not keep the flames out of the high-pressure areas. Those guys were just ripping shots. And he had as many great saves as he let in. I mean, pulling him... Pulling him it was, was a right mercy. It was a mercy pulling. It was. And, <laughs> and it was the right thing to do to try to change momentum in the game. But, like, you know, I, I was obviously reading social media, and they were like, yeah, get him out of there. I'm like, this dude was getting shelled. Like, he had no defense in front of him. No. And you're looking at one of the greatest scoring teams in the West, and they're just hammering him. Mm -hmm. Like, where's the defense? So it made sense to me that they pulled him. But are you kidding me with that Connor McDavid goal where he pulled it back? I know. Just, like, slipped it through the – the Calgary Flames goalie's legs. Yeah. Like in the playoffs, under pressure, he just like tucked it in there like he was putting his doll to bed for the night. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, eh, I'll take this one. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no one's playing defense in that series. No. And, and Edmonton's defense that, is atrocious to begin with. Yeah. And I, I think that whoever is able to shut it down and having Sutter on the on the coaching bench for the Flames, they should be the ones that shut it down. But 15 goals in the playoffs? Yeah. One game. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's like preseason. <laughs> that was, We're not doing this. That was like time machine back to 1987. <laughs> exactly. This is not how this goes. <laughs> right? And I, I, I mean, I really love it. I mean, I hate Brady Kachuk. I hate him. <laughs> But good for him on getting the hattie. Oh, Matthew Tuchuk. His father did not throw the hat. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I saw that. And his brother Matthew was there. No, Matthew was on the ice. Matthew plays for the Flames. No, he plays for the Senators. No, Brady plays for the Senators. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he was there. I know what you were talking about, though. And people were making such a big deal about that. Why? It's awesome. What, What is the big deal? I think it's great. It's, it's not like he left. It's not like the Senators are in the playoffs. So it's not like he ditched a game of theirs. Exactly. He's not cheering against his own team. No. He's going to back up I mean, his brother. I, Who yeah, cares? I, I, I thought that, that yeah. I mean, I thought it was great that he was there and, and cheering him on. And, you know, I hate that family. I hate that family. <laughs> God. The whole family. Only because they're not on my team. It's like Tom Wilson. <laughs> if he was playing for any He other hates team, their dog, their cat. <laughs> That's Man, true. I do. It's true. Yes, he, he's, he don't care. He don't care. Hmm. Nope. I do not like them. But I do not like them with ham. Sam, I am. Sam, I am. If they were on my team, I would like them. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And they, he plays hard. He plays after the whistle. He, you know, and... Man, 9-6. Yeah. This dude had a hat trick? Yeah. Like, I mean, that is some great breeding. Yeah, right. Right? <laughs> right? The Chucks know how to make hockey players. I guess so. <laughs> and uh, this kid is something else. And I knew throughout the season, as much as I hated to see him, and I hated to see him going to the box all the time, 
like I knew that when push come to shove, this kid is going to put the puck in the net or he's going to make a difference and he's going to make a hit that's going to change the game. Right. And, and that's where he is. And I think the flames win this series because of that. I and, think the flames are going to take it too. It's different. And, you know, I, I always said this about uh, when Lucic was with the Bruins, I said, to win, you need someone like him. Right, right. And the Caps had Wilson. Sure. And he's like him. He can score. Yeah. And he can knock you on your butt. Yeah. And Lucic still has that, even though the shine is kind of off it because he's way out playing yeah. in Calgary. Yeah. Like, you just don't get the press. And uh, he doesn't put up the numbers. But, I mean, you saw him blow up McDavid yeah. the other night. Oh, Absolutely. And that's what you got to do. What you got to yeah. do. There's no other way around it, you know. And you can't have these guys who are super skill players. And I mean, you're not going to shut down McDavid. He's just, you're just not. He's too good. You know what? You know what stinks though is that game is tonight, and it comes on at ten thirty here in the East. Ten thirty. I mean, the Ranger game is coming on at eight. Yeah. Why? Why? And I, here you got Connor McDavid, the most exciting player in the game, and the league's always talking about marketing and superstars and, and all this. Yeah. You're going to start the game that he's playing in? I mean, I get it's in Calgary, and they're, they're not in the Pacific time zone. They're in the mountain time zone. Mm. Right. So they're two hours behind, not three. So why would but you? You're a Kings fan, dude. Like yeah. You watch that shit all year long. I know, but I'm talking about like the casual fan, right, that you're yeah. trying to attract right. to the game. You, yeah, you have to have the superstars in at least close to prime time. Exactly. To bring in to bring in the casual fans. I mean, right. I listen to this. I listen to this sports show every morning here in DC, and the only thing they talk about is, I mean, the Caps go out, but they talk about football all the time. Right. But you know what? If they watched McJesus for one game, like they would be like, "Wow." Yeah. I mean, you don't have to root for him. No. But you have to acknowledge the talent. Oh yeah, no doubt, no and, doubt about it. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's really <clears throat> tough. And um, yeah, that nine six game was just bananas. Yeah, I mean, I can hope it, we get it, another it, one tonight. Great to watch. I love to watch it. I hope we get another one tonight. Why not? Yeah, we don't I have mean, a skin in the game. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I think that it, I think that you're looking at uh, Flames Avalanche, and you're looking at Rangers Lightning. All right. For your next round. Well, I got to stay with my Florida pick because I already put it out there. I'm going Florida, Carolina, and I'm going Avalanche, Flames. So, what do you think, Dave? Right. Who's, well, who's going to win the, the Battle of Alberta? Alberta? What do you got, Dave? I'll flip you guys. I'll go with Edmonton. All right. So, all right. That's good, though. Just I like yeah. this. Yeah. I like this. Somebody bucking the trend. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> you would. So, there you have it. I mean, There's you, our, our you second. You rag on me next week. Well, no, I, mean, I won't. I told you, you're a Edmonton Jedi now. <laughs> the only way that Edmonton wins is if Evander Kane steps up and is like really laying the lumber on people. You know what I want to see? Like, I want to see him tangle with Lucic. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be. I mean, Edmonton does not have the physical game for the playoffs unless Evander Kane steps up. Yeah. They just don't. And I mean, they have the incredible skill players, but how easy is it to shut down those guys with just physical play? Right. Let's get the word I mean, to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just make it's sure it's in a primetime game. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not these ten thirty, and then you got to watch the highlights the next day. Yeah. 
All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to go do a quick commercial break here. Uh, first, we're going to get a quick word from our friends at the Balls Army here. Uh, we got uh, Josh Amodio, who was just on last week, or, well, this week, actually. I'm in the, the, the one-show-a-week mode. Yeah. Priceless Inspections, he's a home inspection. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I saw those guys. They, those guys are all in for the devil. Yeah, they, they're, they're awesome. They are awesome. Yep. And anyway, this is Josh's business, uh, Priceless Inspections. He's a home inspector. Uh, if you need your home inspected, you can get a hold of him at 315-525-8725. And then, of course, the leader of the Balls Army, Mr. Scott Schuster, has epic DJ service. He can get, uh, you can get a hold of him at 315-219-3568. Believe me when I tell you, if you've seen him in action at the Adirondack Bank Center, you want him DJing your party. No <laughs> doubt. So let's do some uh, breakaway trivia here, and we're going to go to our commercial break. Oh. Yeah, breakaway trivia this week. All I want to know is this. What year did the Stanley Cup become exclusive to the NHL? The answer, when we come back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, the Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our country music streaming radio station, or sign up for a weekly newsletter. Stop by today at mybunfalls.com. You'll be glad you did. You know, by the end of that commercial, it almost looks like you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan because you got the lightning bolts going across. And... I could do some lightning yeah. bolts on See? there if you want. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. We got to no. do that next week. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Anyways, breakaway trivia. What year did the Stanley Cup become exclusive to the NHL? And I'm going to explain this because Dave was actually asking, and I, you know what? I, I thought about it. I'm like, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of a backstory with the Stanley Cup. So the Stanley Cup was donated by Lord Stanley in 1893. He was the governor general of Canada at the time. And it was meant to be awarded to the best amateur teams in Canada. Well, as time went on and more and more teams became professional, it became what they call a challenge cup where... <laughs> there it is. Is it a cigarette lighter? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It looks like it. It's cool. But if you look over Cologne. my other shoulder, I have a series of the evolution of the Stanley Cup. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. So it starts here with right. just the top. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the original Lord Stanley's yep. Cup. The bowl. And it was definitely the Montreal Maroons that won it initially, but I don't think that that was the NHL. No. I think that that was a challenge cup at that time. Right. So because anyone, the NHL wasn't formed until 1917. That's right. And then, so then it would be amateur teams challenging the NHL champion for the cup. And then it would be other, because there was the pro, uh, the Western League, the Professional League of the West, actually was a part of all this too. So it became a big menagerie, really. But eventually it became the sole possession of the NHL to be awarded to the NHL champion. And I want to know what year it was. 
What was, what was the year? 1934. Hmm. Drew? Hmm. No, it was before that. But not much. I'll go 19, 1920. That's not right, but it's close. <laughs> it's you know, right. you guys are, if you put this, this reminds me of the, you know what, this, yeah, this yeah. reminds me of the price is right. It is. This really <laughs> does, yeah. right? Come on down. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, it, it's right smack dab in the middle, 1926. Damn. I originally was going to say 27 and I thought, over, I was going to say 27 <laughs> and then I thought, no, 10 years wasn't enough time from 17 to 27. Maybe it went a little bit more. So I was going with 34. That's why. Well, but 27 was my first guest. Okay. You, you would have been like, oh. No, I would have been like, I, I wasn't watching your phone. I was not on my phone. And you got a computer in front of you. And I can't see the screen. You can see the whole screen yeah. is so, right there. I don't everything, know. Everything you're, I see listen, is right there. You're the producer tech guru around here. I'm sure you can do some trickiness with that thing that I have no idea what you're doing. I so. could, but so you can actually see 19, everything. Oh, <laughs> this one goes to 1913, like this one. Okay. And you said what year, Scott? 1926. You know, Drew, all the people that are listening can't see what you're showing. But that's okay. That's okay. It's a visual. You got to imagine. You know what? That's actually good research. <laughs> True. Because so somebody like one, me, if I was just listening, I'd be like all over Google right now. Yeah. This one is twenty-four to twenty-seven. Nice. Oh, that's so that's nice. Look like. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's so cool. That very is cool, so cool. Yeah. Right. It's very different, but still has the Lord Stanley's cup at the top. Yeah. yeah. That's all right, Drew. We, we see it. We don't want to memorize it. I mean. You, it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you saw the caps the way the they celebrated, right? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so moving right along because, you know, don't forget, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we're a minute we got, over we already. Got, we got date night. So uh, yeah. before we end up divorced, I uh, just want to go over real quick. Uh, the New York Islanders fired Barry Trotz as their coach in a surprising move. Quite shocking, actually. Uh, Lane Lambert was hired to replace him. Uh, Lambert was an assistant under Barry Trotz. So everybody at first is going, well, you're replacing Barry Trotz with like a generic version of Barry Trotz, right? <laughs> but from what I hear, the players absolutely love this Lane Lambert. And apparently he's willing to open up the offense a little bit more. So it leads me to believe what the heck happened behind the scenes between Lamarillo and Trotz, which, you know, anything to do with Lou Lamarillo, you're not going to get it out of him. It's going to be like trying to crack national security. So forget that. However, there are four openings in the NHL for head coaching vacancies. The Winnipeg Jets, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Vegas Golden Knights, and as of today, Rick Bonus from the Dallas Stars stepped down as coach. Now, Trotz is interviewed already in Winnipeg and Philadelphia. Drew, where does he end up? Well, it's, it's really an interesting call because Trotz won the cup in Washington and then left. I say left, and I think that it was not necessarily mutual. <clears throat> um, first of all, his goalie coach is Mitch Korn. So one of the most sought after goalie coaches in the league. Ends up, your goalie is going to be ten times better. Right. Mitch Korn is the man. He made Braden Holtby's career, and when he left, Holtby's career went into the toilet. Um. After Trotz left in Washington, he left his first assistant, 
which was Todd Reardon, whom, you know, I've met and is a great guy. Gave me, you know, I have pictures of him with like, I have his Stanley Cup ring on my finger. He was next in line. Him going to Long Island was a great fit. And look what he has done since he's been there. Right. Right. He's handed a GM of the year to Lamarillo. He's won coach of the year. He's won the division. And this year where he started with, what was it? 18, 20 games on the road because it wasn't, the arena wasn't done. My question is wherever he goes, who's going to be his assistant. That's going to take over for him after he's canned. And next time, <laughs> well, it's don't ridiculous. forget too. Lane Lambert is amazing. He's a great coach. He's been through so much in his life. I think he lost his wife to cancer when he was when, uh, you know, when he was younger. He's a great coach. Everyone loved him in Washington. It's been him and Mitch Korn and Barry for so long together. I cannot believe, first of all, that the Islanders fired him. And it is nuts to think that, all right, he's from Manitoba. So the Jets makes a billion percent sense like if they want him he's going there the flyers i would hate him there because we're gonna as a caps fan we're gonna play him all the time i don't want him there he's qualified for that he this dude is a great great coach he did not lose the room in long island lamarillo has a very short fuse and a very uh he's not tolerant of fluctuation in the room right right i mean I, I i to lose him is the islanders will be worse next year and it, it's not a dig at lane lambert lane lambert was great as an assistant coach here he ran the defense uh for dc and changed them very significantly but i was what? shocked that yeah they him. i will say I this was really surprised so i did a once again i did a little research <laughs> and uh, apparently Lane Lambert was a sought-after commodity, and he needed yeah. a new contract. So it almost looks like the Islanders were backed into a corner, and you almost you had to choose between Trotz and Lambert. So I, mean, I don't know I don't know what happened, happened between Trotz and Lamarillo. Obviously something happened. Yeah. We'll probably find out 10 years later. Yeah. But for the here and now, I don't see Trotz going to Philadelphia. I just don't. Philadelphia need, Philadelphia is a young team. They need more of like a, a younger, you know, like almost like a college ranks coach that's worked with the younger players and all that. Yeah. To me, Barry Trotz in Winnipeg is the perfect fit. Yeah, Perfect. you got a veteran heavy team. I agree. You know, you got a defensive style team, which is right down Trotz's alley. And could, is, you imagine, could you imagine what Connor Hellebuck's going to become? Oh, Think yeah. about that for a minute. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're going to protect him. Yeah. But the thing is, don't sleep on Trotz's offense. Like, I think he gets a label as a defensive coach, but I think that they move the puck up the ice quick. They're a quick strike offense, and then they back into that one-three-one where they shut people down in the neutral zone. And I, yeah, well, let me I, let me let me say this though: Where on the Islanders do do, do they have anybody comparable to Kyler Connor? Or Nick Ehlers, nowhere, they don't. nowhere. Yeah. So, 
That's the other thing too. So I personally think he ends up in Winnipeg. That's my thought. Yeah, that, that's kind of like I think that 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 is his best fit, and I think that that's where he's going to ride out the string, right? Like that's where he's from, right? Um, you know, he's got family there. Like Winnipeg will be in the playoffs next year if if Trotz is at the helm. Yeah, hundred percent. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, and I cannot believe that the <clears throat> Islanders were so short-sighted. In like, yeah. I was shocked. I was yeah, like, yeah. That's that, uh, that yeah. After point. everything he's done but for I mean, him. I, 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 and maybe there's something that I'm not seeing because, like, we saw it with the Caps, and they had Todd Reardon kind of waiting in the wings. Yeah, that like, didn't work all out. All those times, and like, I mean, Trotz wins the cup. Reardon has two first-round exits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, know. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. And I, I do think that he ends up in Winnipeg. And I think that that's a great fit for both. Absolutely. I think that he's going to excel. I think that the Jets will be a better team because of it. No doubt about it. Yep. All right, so we're gonna close because, like, me and Dave are probably gonna. You, guys have you know, date night. this I don't is. Know how you well, listen, this night. is gonna end up like the odd couple. <laughs> Our wives are going to be so mad. Dave and I are going to have to move in together. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to close out real quick. Uh, our Utica Comets suffered a heartbreaker last night, an absolute heartbreaker, losing game five and they're against the Rochester Americans, and they're, they're out of the Calder Cup playoffs. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's no sense in, in beating a dead horse, right? We all know what happened in the game. You know, it just it wasn't meant to be. But I do want to say just a, a shout out and a congratulations to the Utica Comets and the and the coaching staff and the players and the organization in general on a, on a fantastic season. Nobody, and I mean nobody, picked this team to do what they did and to go out and win the Eastern Conference the way they did. The record was like forty three twenty eight and one. I mean, it was just it was a wagon all year long, and you know this is what happens in hockey. Sometimes you just don't get the breaks, you don't get the bounces. I, um, you know, I, I, I wonder what could have been. There it is right there, 13 0 0 to start the AHL record for starting a, you know, 13 wins to start the regular season. But, I mean, I wonder how much different that series would have been if they'd have had Riley Walsh and Freddie Gauthier. Not making excuses at all. You know, that's, that's injuries. That's the game. It's part of it. But, man, I mean, Riley Walsh only played in game one. It turns out he had an appendectomy done. His appendix burst. Whoa. Oh, That's wow. what happened. Oh, That's why he was out. Yeah, And, you know, without him driving the offense from the blue line, and then, of course, Robbie Russo got suspended in game four. We'll talk about that on Tuesday or Wednesday whenever we're going to do the next show. Uh, Freddie Gauthier, the, the guy's a face-off machine, and he's a penalty-killing machine. He had been out since the beginning of April, <clears throat> so they, you know, they did have time to adjust. But you know what? The regular season in the playoffs, as we know, are completely different animals. And man, Freddie. I mean, if they could have just got him back, you know, that would. I think that would have been a difference maker right there because the penalty kill would have been, you know, much better off with Freddie Gauthier in the lineup, and especially with a, an explosive team like Rochester is. But anyways, it's all over. Uh, but like I said, congratulations to the Comets on a great season. Congratulations to the Amherst. You won. You're moving on. You're playing the Laval Rocket in the North Division Final, which starts tomorrow night apparently. So. That's it. That's all I got to say about that for now. We're gonna. I think we're gonna talk more about this next week. But yeah, we, uh, we can do go riggies. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry. I had to yeah, <laughs> well, that was... Yeah. I, I, you know I what? Before, before we go, we're already in trouble anyway. I know. We're I know. already in trouble. So but let's not get into that. Was, that was the big battle. It was a chicken riggies versus the garbage plate, right? Yeah. The, the local cuisine in Rochester. Ah, man, I mean... You want to talk about just hockey? You have fan bases arguing about yeah. food. Fantastic. But you, but you had, I think it started with that one kid yeah. with a sign, right? Some kid holding one up a kid. sign saying chicken riggies suck. And that just <laughs> lit the powder keg. That and was it. That was the end. It's like, oh, I saw boy. it. I was like, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that kid's parents? God. Man. But uh, it's uh, well, next year, they're going to have to have the chicken riggy cup. Oh, We'll talk to the 315 foodies about that. There you go. There we go. The chicken riggy cup next year. Yep. Book it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'll tell you what, we're going to close out here because like I said, Dave and I have got to get to date night and we don't want this to turn into an episode of the odd couple. So <laughs> Drew coming back next week. I don't know about next week. You guys have the AHL next week, but yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the national league, I'm all in. All right. Um, I will. But I will. also um, I would like to say that, Congratulations to your wives for putting up with you two guys. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> well, yeah. hey, listen, 100%. if you watch the show next week and we both got black eyes and, you know, right. bruises and bumps and all that, you, guys you know are, they weren't happy about us being late. <laughs> but anyways, Drew, thanks a million for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Always, bud. And, uh, and of course, Marty's Legal Stick, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and of course at martyslegalstick.com. Uh, matter of fact, this weekend I'm going to have a co- uh, an article about uh, about the contract status of every single Utica Comet. So it'll be interesting. Anyways, for Drew Bray, for Scott Kimball, or I'm sorry, for Dave the Save Warner, I'm Scott Kimball. Boy, I hammered that one. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Good night, boys. <laughs>